So have you ever called the 45 seconds before your kids wake up a vacation? Well, then you need some me time. Take some time for yourself with Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies. So for me, one of my favorite me times is when the kids go down. Well, after it takes about a two-hour time for them to go down. But I go out to my screen and porch. I start the fire And I sit outside and I have my Milano cookie. It has chocolate in it, which just makes it so amazing. Um, And I sit down and I have my Milano cookie. Milano cookies are the perfect treat to savor during my me time. They have just the right amount of cookie and luxuriously rich chocolate. They're the type of treats you won't want to share. And trust me, I never share them. I actually hide them from the kids. So remember to save something for yourself with Pepperidge Farm Milano. I'm Richard Blaze, and I'm a chef and restaurateur who has judged or competed on nearly every cooking show. And now I've found a way to judge on a podcast. On my new podcast, Food Court with Richard Blaze, amazing guests bring their food arguments to my court, and I settle them once and for all. You think ranch is better than blue cheese? Prove it. You hate pineapple on pizza? Convince me. The first season of Food Court with Richard Blaze is up, and you can subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cosman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Wind Down. Wind Down. What's up, guys? How is everybody? I'm great. Mark, Easton, how are you guys? I'm super good. It's my birthday week. I'm feeling great. It is your birthday week. Which, by the way, Michael was doing some birthday shopping for you yesterday. What? Oh, snap. But wait, when's Easton's birthday? (laughs) Uh, July, uh, November 6th. I'm a Scorpio. November 6th. Oh, it's the same as my mom's. Wait, so... Mark, what does that make you then? Because July, is that a, still I'm, Gemini I'm, or no? No, I'm a Cancer. Mm. Yeah, and all that What that are you going to do for your birthday? Um, we were discussing this yesterday. We're not sure yet. We're thinking of, um, I, I was trying to, like, there's a, there's a virtual reality arcade at the mall near us, but I what? don't know. It's really expensive, and the way they describe the games doesn't excite me. Like, hey, you're on a roller coaster. Like, well, that's not worth $50 for 40 minutes. So I, you can just go to a theme park. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm looking at maybe I do love video games. I've been trying to figure that out, but I might just, you know, take the kids, go see Toy Story 4, maybe get some dinner. I don't know. You know, there's one place in L.A. that I totally forgot to take Mike on a date night. So this could be maybe a good birthday thing um, if you like this kind of jam. But you basically go to this warehouse and you just break stuff. I was looking like into you that, take a rage room. A rage room. Sounds therapeutic <laughs> and fantastic. I know. I'm like, it's probably Mike's dream to just like go dream. just crush stuff. But I mean, I did it at like this um, mm. uh, gifting event suite thing. And I went in there and they gave me a hammer and I just got to destroy wine glasses and plate. They're like, do however you want to do it. Do you want to grab the plates and throw them? Do you want to? I mean, it was, it felt so good. <laughs> they have like printers and stuff you can break. Like yeah. things you normally have a lot of rage <laughs> towards. <laughs> They have a copy machine like the office, so you can just oh, take it or like a uh, uh, office space. Yeah. Uh, right now, it'd be a Roomba because I'm having a hell of a time <laughs> trying to set up with the Roomba. Yeah. I have been on the phone with the Roomba company trying to figure it out for the past couple hours. I had great so experience done. with Roomba customer service, if I may. So were they good to They're you? They're great yeah. customer service, but it's still not figured out yet. They're like, we think it's your internet they service. They have great customer service because there's always issues that mess up. So they have to have a good support staff to help everyone so they don't lose business. Mm. Well, that's fun, Mark. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
I'm excited for you. I love and, my birthday. Yeah. You do? I do. It's my special day. That's right. It's all we got. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with my birthday. See, that's the thing is I'm year. fighting that. I know that I should by this age be hating my birthday and I don't ever want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a really good outlook to have. But I feel like, guys, it's easier. Like, you guys look better when you get older. We don't. <laughs> we look worse. That's in your own that's not head. True. It is. And that's not true for you. That... It's not. I see pictures of Jana when she was in her 20s, and I'm like, all right, yeah, she's cute. Oh. <laughs> but no, it's true. But you're, you're smoking now. Thanks. But in 10 years, it's like, you know, that's when people... Then why do husbands always go for the younger girls when they get older? Mark, why can you... Help us with that. That I, I think that I mean <laughs> we can all weigh in. But <laughs> uh, 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 I think uh, that has uh, to do with men's insecurities and uh, having to feel like they're the they're still young and hot and virile. And I think I think it gets into a deeper place there. It's a midlife crisis mm. thing. Yeah, it goes into ego and power too. The whole like midlife crisis thing though is something. Have you gone through it yet, Mark? I don't think so. So is. Is there an age range that it usually happens? Mathematically, I really should have done it by now, I think, in terms of that <laughs> midway point. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I think it's got to be 40s, 50s. It's got to be right in that range. I mean, what are you going to do for your midlife crisis, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I'm over here talking about motorcycles and stuff, so I might already be in it. <laughs> you already be in it. I'm in it and I'm 32. <laughs> and we still don't have a motorcycle. So, but if you really want one, babe, we can talk about it later. Mm. I'm still working on my golf trip. <laughs> I told you you can go. Really? Yeah. I said book the tickets. You want right. to go? Go. Right. Green light. <laughs> All you listeners heard it. You guys, you guys heard it. So if we get an argument about it and I bring it up. No, yeah, it's, if it's something back. you really want to do, I'm not going to not, you know, if something you really want to do. What's the objection? You know, there is none. But okay. But there, what's the hesitation? There's something. Well, it's just there. Uh, there has to be certain boundaries around the trip. So it's not just because golf. Because of things. Well. No, it is. It is. The trip is. is just golf. But it's, you know, because of our history and everything, it's when one of us is traveling or we're not sure, together, sure, sure. you know, things come up for Jana, which I totally understand. And, and I, I'm usually always willing to do whatever she needs to feel safe. And when I do leave. Um, and she's not with me. Which, by the way, the listeners are like, you're so hard on Mike, and da 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 I'm like, but there's still certain boundaries that need to be in place for someone's safety, no yeah. matter where, if they've, you know, because people, people think that we're not in a healthy relationship because we have certain boundaries and stuff. And really? Like, yeah. Someone said, they're like, they must, their relationship really isn't that healthy because, you know, she's so insecure about this. I and mean, people have insecurities no matter what. And it's, it's not I'm like, you can't go anywhere and you can't do this or that. Like, that's not it at all. Just you have to have boundaries just in general, whether things happen or they didn't. I just think it's important to have boundaries. But call me crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> so who are the no, other guys like, on this trip? Like, uh, how many are there? It's, it's four of us total. We played Mark's in- like, can I go? Yeah. Do you need another <laughs> no, person? No, I don't go. But are there um, single guys in this group? No, they're all, they're all, two of them are married and with kids. One's engaged. Um, we, I did the same trip with these guys last year. It's back in Baltimore. It's at the club that they belong to. It's just a member guest tournament. Two of the guys belong to the, to the club and they take me and my other buddy. And Yeah, and you went last year and I had. Yeah, I went no last issues. year. It was so much fun. Had such a good time and, you know, 
we had no issues and I think Mike's just being more hesitant because it's like we're back in Nashville so there's more things that have like come up for me here mm. since we're back in like that space but I think it's been you know I, I have no issues with it well he's been Again, very sensitive to your feelings which is nice right yeah no I love that it's awesome but I don't want people to be like, there she goes again, not telling him what he can or cannot do. Because I'm like, I'm not. I feel like I get that axe on me a lot. But that's not the case. You want that? Go. Go do it. Do we just have certain boundaries? Yeah. Which is all good. No, no, no. Well, I appreciate it. I'll book my flight today. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think so, Mark? Like, do you think? I think it's great. I, 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 having heard everything now, I'm ready to rule. I think this is fine. <laughs> I think he is. I think he is allowed Judge to go on this trip. And boom. Judge, jury, executioner. Judge, jury, executioner. No, it's good. And my dad's actually coming in that weekend, so you get to miss my dad coming in town. <laughs> Big timing. Uh, I'll miss Morton. Well, you'll come back on Sunday, right? Yeah. 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 I'll be back Sunday morning. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> last time you didn't roll until like six o'clock at night. Well, and that's I was because, like, hey, That's because I had to go from Baltimore to Los Angeles. Now I'm going Baltimore to Nashville. I'm back in no time. Yeah. Well, actually, that doesn't make sense because you gain time going. Right. Like but you it, don't lose time. Right. But I didn't want to take the first flight out. Wow. Guess what, honey? This guess year you what? are. With two kids. Guess what, boo boo? Anyways. All right. So no one really has time to go to the post office. All right. You're busy. Who has really the time to fight all the traffic, the parking, the lugging, um, all your mail and packages? It's honestly a really huge hassle. That's why I love stamps.com. Um, it's the greatest place ever. It's a great tool for time saving and for small businesses too. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. They also send you a scale too. So if you're sending packages, no worries because it'll let you know exactly how much, uh, how many postages you need with the scale. You use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere. With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. So it's honestly a no-brainer. And right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and, like I said, the digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in JANA. That's stamps.com and enter JANA. Do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values? Yes. <laughs> well, then go to the Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers. Designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off of retail prices. Honestly, the realreal.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents. Jan was going on there for... Uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's the realreal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items have you guys actually heard about the new show have you heard about this it's called little fires everywhere yeah i heard it's unreal it's an eight episode limited series only on hulu based on the 2017 best-selling novel by celeste ng starring and executive produced by academy award winner reese witherspoon and golden globe nominee carrie washington oh i actually did see this on good morning america because they were promoting it and i was just mm -hmm. like i love both of them together 
Um, that's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th. New episodes, Wednesdays on Hulu. So the series follows the intertwined fates of the picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother-daughter duo who move into town and upend their lives with devastating consequences. The series explores the weight of long-held secrets, the ferocious pull of motherhood, and what it means to be a mother, as well as the danger in believing that planning and following the rules can avert disaster. Check out the first three episodes on March 18th and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So we have a really, 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 really... Can I say really one more time? Sure, really. Really cool guest. She's... um. She's transgender. Wait, is that? Uh, I want to make sure I say that right. Yeah? Mm-hmm. She's transgender. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, her name is Billy Lee. And we talked about this because Mike had a, um, I don't want to say an incident. But no, those of you that listened to me when I was at the Home Depot and, and how, and kind of unsure on how to address someone who seemed to be transitioning, um, you know, their sex, I just, it just brought up an interesting topic on, on, what is the, the, the respectful way to acknowledge people that are transitioning in public? So she's on Vanderpump Rules. Uh, she actually made history as the first trans woman to star on a Bravo series. I'm really excited to talk to her. Is she, um, is she here yet? She's okay. in the elevator right now. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Suspension. She's beautiful, too. Very pretty. Very, very, Absolutely. very pretty, which something came up for me. Um, Mike and I started talking about it before the podcast, so I'm curious to... To get that, I guess we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, I mean, we can. You, Jana asked me is because I was like, "Wow, she's so beautiful." Like, if I didn't know, didn't know, and I was dating her or somebody, and then they told me, which you know, Billy Lee has a story on on her website that t- kind of talks about a situation she was in like this. And my honest answer is, I don't know if I could. Because why? Because my 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 head would just be like, this was, you know, Brad. But what if you really kid. loved her? Like, what if you, I mean, it, like, you were in a this, relationship with Billy, you loved her, you loved everything about her. I mean, and then you know, it would be think hard. about how you felt with me when you first met me, <laughs> <It> w- <laughs> and then I said, hey, I was actually a boy when I was younger, and right. I've transitioned. It would be hard. It would, it would be something that you, I would have to get over or have to deal with on my own time. Um. Like it's, it's, it's a classic scenario of what we talk about all the time with, you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. And all I know is that I can't answer definitively. Like I, I can't answer. Yes. I'll still be with you no matter what, or no, I wouldn't be with you period. I can't answer definitively. You seem more definitive off air though, that you couldn't do it. Well, cause we, we cause we started <laughs> talking and then you're like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> but so. you sounded pretty like definitive though. I don't know. Well, Jana, flip it around. How would you feel? Damn it, Mark. Situation? Don't do that to me. boy. <laughs> Producer don't Mark. Don't do that to me. Um, I think it's different. You think it's different? I do because think it's female to female relationships. Yeah, I think it's different because sometimes I'm like, you know what? If Abby Wambach came to me and was like, hey, girl, I'd be like, okay. Because <laughs> I think she's like, I like that kind of tougher chick <laughs> like i i honestly if we ever got divorced and then she, abby like made a move i'd be like all right i would think i wouldn't say no to it so so if it was flipped then yes i wouldn't have a problem with it it's just my two cents 
Well, Billy's here and she's listening to this conversation. Hi, Billy. Hi, Hi. Billy. How are you? We, um, thank you so much for being on our show. We so appreciate it because this has definitely been a topic that we wanted to discuss and just to have you on the show. We just we're super, super grateful. So thank you. Yeah, yes, thank you. And uh, Mark just tried to, I asked Michael because he, we were reading your site and um, well, I'll let you take that one over. Yeah, Billy, I, first of all, I loved your website. Um, you. I think it was very informative. It was very beautiful. Um, but I was kind of reading, you know, about you and everything and the example that you gave of someone that you had fallen hard for. And then when you finally felt like it was time to open up to him and tell your kind of whole story how he had a hard time with it and he he said he could never look at you the same yeah and so that just kind of i you know empathize that must have been really hard for you to accept at that time and so i was telling jana that and we just kind of had that dialogue and you know she asked me the same question and i told her just honestly i don't know that's a hard until i'm someone's in that position i don't know my first instinct would honestly be the same as him would be like i don't know if i could look at jana the same but but, but the, to me, I'm like, but why? Because you're, you know, you're beautiful. You're who you, who you are meant to be. So it's, why can't you love that version? Right. Billy, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I have to say, I, I definitely felt for him in that moment too. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard because I, I, for myself, I'm like, I'm just telling you like something that I haven't told you before. I'm still the same person. Like, Mm -hmm. He was attracted to me for certain reasons, even my voice. Um, like he, there was so many things that he really loved about me. And just by me telling him that, and then I think too, it's also perception. It's like, then he tries to find all the masculine things about me because I told uh, him. So he starts yeah. looking for it and then he notices it. And then he's like, Oh, this makes sense. Oh wait, no, this is why. And like it creates a story. And then all the shame starts coming in because especially with him growing up um you know he is half black and a lot of cultures and community mm -hmm. they don't support that they don't you know you're mm -hmm. not allowed to um, be gay you're not allowed to be attracted to trans people um or even embrace any of your feminine energy so he, a lot of shame just kicked in and he i was friends with all of his friends and so he was very embarrassed and you know all of his friends stopped talking to me it was uh it was like I just dropped a bomb in like my life and his right. life. But, you know, after like six months to a year, he came around and he saw me dating some other guy who actually kind of looked like him. And <laughs> uh, I was open and proud at the time. And he came back around and was like, actually, like, I, you know, I messed up. And I, I think about you not all the time. And we had a really strong connection. I, we literally thought we were from like a different planet. It was like very um, twin flame kind of. Uh, connection and mm -hmm. you know so I we ended up reconnecting it and getting back together but then I kind of slid into that secret so uh, the shame kept on popping up in our relationship people would be like are you with a trans woman and then he would get like kind of embarrassed or then uh, yeah, yeah it, a lot of things would come up and and then I noticed like if his roommates or his friends would walk in he wouldn't be like touchy-feely with me he would be like not as affectionate and that was I kind of slowly became his like secret and right. there was days where he was like so proud about it and open and was like, I want to change the world with you and I want to educate people. Mm. And then there was days where he was, you know, like crying and being like, I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed to be with you. It was, mm. it was definitely a roller coaster. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure it was. Um, 
man. That's yeah. You know, nowadays, Billy, where do you stand with when you are creating a new connection, a new relationship with somebody, whether romantic or not? At what point do you? I don't want to say disclose because you are who you are, but at what point does that conversation come up? I guess. You know, or do, or is it even necessary to have that conversation? I know. I, we have this conversation in, in the community a lot. My sisters, my trans sisters and I were just together last night. Um, and the thing is, like, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about it until you are, like, becoming intimate or decide to be in a romantic relationship. I do. I am open and proud now. And you can Google me. So it's definitely not like it was before. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I personally, for me, I don't want... I want to be open and honest from day one. And, um, but there are people out there who are cis and they go on dates and they may go on three or four dates and they don't need to tell anyone. They don't need to tell anyone their personal business until they're intimate or until they're ready. Um, and I've had a therapist tell me like, you're a woman, like everything on your ID, your body, everything about you is female. So why do you have to go around telling people, you know, Mm -hmm. your baggage or your past and, and I, I really agreed with that at the time and I was kind of convinced in a way. And that's one reason why I lived stealth and, and I didn't tell him, but I don't, I mean, I, I don't like being dishonest. Um, and I felt myself in, especially in that past relationship, he would ask about stuff in high school and I'd find myself lying and I've never been like a liar before. So I, I just didn't like the fact that, um, I was being dishonest to someone who I loved. So, um, but I definitely think it's, it's important to be open and honest from the get-go and especially like you know a lo- some trans women get murdered because they're not open and honest and they may like you know and it i have to tell you it's really hard when a guy you're really attracted to and you have this amazing connection likes you and he looks at you and he's just really really enjoys you and you feel good you feel like oh i'm the woman that i've always wanted to be the woman that i feel on the inside the last mm-hmm. thing i want to do is is tell him something negative about my past or something that i'm not proud of or I'm ashamed of um I mean who airs out all their dirty laundry on the first date or second date you know right yeah that to- that totally makes sense and, and along those lines Billy what uh have you always solely been attracted to men since you gr- you grew up you know uh, a male and society was trying to lean you into being attracted to women mm-hmm. you know at what age did you realize that you weren't or you know are you still attracted to women I'm always, I've always been attracted to men. I, um, uh, yeah, I, I, it was hard for me when I was a child, when, when I got to be a teen, um, you know, I wasn't allowed to be attracted to boys because I was identifying as a boy. And, um, so I couldn't even look boys in the eye because I would get bullied for, you know, if I would come onto them or hit on them, which really I was, I kind of was so distant from a lot of um, guys, even my close friends, because I didn't want them to think that I was coming on to them. Um, and then that kind of, you know, went into further relationships and it was really hard for me to break down that barrier and that wall and to be vulnerable and open in a relationship, but I'm still attracted to men. I, I, um, do date trans men. I am in a current, I'm in a relationship right now with a trans man and he's amazing. And that's, that was a, who was a female. Yes. Right. Female to, okay, female yeah. to male. Um, okay. and everything about him, you know, he really embraces his masculine energy. He, um, you wouldn't know. I mean, he looks like a man, but, um, I love that because I, f- I feel like there's more, um, you're not, you probably don't feel as much shame too. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely. You guys, you guys can relate a little bit more as opposed to your last relationship where he's, you know. Yeah, puts, a, maybe makes you feel bad for there. being there's you, and that's not comfort, that's not yeah. fair. Oy. Exactly. I, yeah, and I mean, I still things come up. You know, like we went on a little trip recently, and and um, he took me to Palm Springs after a work trip, and um, I'm like tagging him. You know, like yeah, this is my boo, and he's like not really tagging me and uh, on social media, and I'm like <laughs> in- instantly like my like I'm like is he ashamed of me like all of these past experiences came up because I did have like you know a man especially a cis man would love me and adore me in the bedroom but outside he wouldn't hold my hand or be so proud especially mm. on social media so and he's like babe I'm trans too he's like that happens in all that. relationships exactly. just so you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. it's like I had a few people that wouldn't hold my hand either and I'm like what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah but you know it's, it's our past fun. trauma that comes up I know, you know? Ugh. Yeah. I do have a question about that because Michael and I've had this conversation before and, you know, you've even said, Mike, you know, it's a choice or it's, um, it's a fad. What some of these kids are doing when we talked about people that watch these shows that are now transitioning into that. What I said the, was a choice. like that, um, like it's a choice to be gay or to transgender or that you're not like born with it. No, I'm not. I never said that. I was saying that with the whole, with what society's doing on, you know, almost over diverting their children, whether male or female, to the opposite ways of, oh, your girls don't have to play with Barbies. They should, they can play with this too. It's, you know, and and, and every show having, you know, uh, someone of a, you know, different sex or whatever, it's, I just feel like it's kind of, how do kids even know what, the 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 what's the word i'm looking for um to know like who they are yeah like, how i guess do they i feel know? like They're how being, do you know too yeah. for the people that may think it's a choice maybe you know or uh, that it's a a fad or they want to be cool they want to fit in like what are your what are your thoughts on that when it comes well to, i mean i have know, to say lifestyle? you know being we're already infl- growing up and being born as a boy physically we're we are influenced and almost brainwashed to like the color blue, to like dump trucks, to like GI right. Joes. Mm-hmm. So as much as like people are influenced to be non-binary now, the thing is, I think gender is on a, a spectrum. I don't think that you have to be a girl and you have to like pink and you have to like boys. And I don't mm-hmm. think you have to be a boy that likes blue and that's attracted to girls. I think it's a spectrum. And I think the more that we show that, like I have a t-shirt and I wore it on Vanderpump raise boys and girls the same way let them decide what they like why do we have yeah. to like i remember when i was younger uh, the first time i ever really knew that i was different and that i felt wrong was when i won an easter egg hunt and i was so excited because i was looking at this pink tent it was a pink tent full of like barbie dolls and pink girl stuff and there was this pink bike that i really wanted and i won the like big prize and my dad passed the pink tent straight to the the uh, boy tent and I had to pick mm-hmm. some dump truck or something. And I was so disappointed and I was crying. But it was in that moment that I realized I'm being forced to like something I don't like. And I'm ashamed of it. And I, and I'm, and I knew in that moment that I was different. So I have to say, like, you know, not everyone should be, like, I, I, when I have kids, I don't think that they need to be wearing pink or blue, depending on their sex. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, you know, it, it's up to them. It's up to them to decide who they are and what they're feeling. A lot of people, you know, we're all energy at the end of the day. And there's days where I feel like embracing my masculine energy 
and I not, I might not want to wear like makeup or be, you know, last night I went out and I was very, <clears throat> I, I wore like this bodysuit and I'm very curvy now. <laughs> and, but everyone was very attracted and like very sexual to me. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know if I like this energy. There are times where mm-hmm. I want to embrace my masculine energy and be, and even dress down and not feel so like open to people hitting on me and stuff. So I definitely have to like agree and disagree. <laughs> oh, it totally makes sense. And to dive into that, like you said, said you, you, you know, you want kids eventually, which is going to be one of my questions. But when it comes to that, I guess what I struggle with, with kids, you know, we have two young kids, our daughter, Jolie's three and a half. I mean, she is on her own, full blown. She loves unicorns. She loves dresses. She loves everything. She loves playing soccer. Yeah. But she also loves playing soccer and sports and everything like that. So very, very like tomboy with sports. Yes. But she, you know, she is everything what as society would categorize, categorize as female or a little girl. And that's her choice. But until they get to that age, it's, I guess, you know, for people that are maybe sensitive to it, like how do you dress your kids when they're infants? If it's a boy or girl, if, you know, like I'm almost with our son because of society being oversensitive in some ways. I'm like, yeah, ask a, he, do I need to feel bad for putting my son in a blue onesie or giving him truck toys? Yeah. Or instead of a Barbie. Right. So it's I don't I don't know. I guess that's, you know, who has the answer to that? You know, is it wrong of me to give my son a Barbie instead of a truck when he's one years old? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's. It's tough. Because we were having that conversation actually this morning. Mike, Mike said, hey, we should get Jolie one of those um, outdoor like workshop. hard work shows. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, no. And Michael goes, he goes, oh, come on. It'd be cute. And I was like, all right, uh, then we'll get uh, Jason Barbies. How about that? And he's like, no. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> yeah. that, it's that same. You know, I'm like, you don't want him playing with Barbies. And I don't want her playing with, you know, the, the trucker toy stuff. Again, it's about the influence. It's like yeah. if if he gets older and he's Jolie's age and he says he wants that Barbie, all right, fine. I'm not gonna say no. You can't have that. When he's Jolie's mm. age, I, I honestly wouldn't. You wouldn't? No, okay. I honestly wouldn't. If he okay. points to that and says I want that doll okay, or whatever, we have, it is. we have this recorded. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing I can say. And now. of course, if Jolie wanted the, I mean, she does play more with those kind of things. Like she loves cars. I would never take her cars away from her. Like she loves those right. cars. Right. So, and let but, me tell you something. If your son's attracted to feminine things, you'll know. Like at the end of the day, I'm sure I, you could put 50 dump trucks in front of me when I was a kid, but I would <laughs> go and find that one Barbie doll and I would be like so excited about that one Barbie doll. So you'll know. And when, you'll know. And when, I'm going to send you videos and be like, Billy, what, what is this? Like, yeah. tell me. <laughs> and when it happens, like, you know, just have that moment of like, you know, embracing that moment. It doesn't mean like just because your child is, you know, having fun with Barbies that they're going to grow up to be gay or trans like you know and it's so is there too much is there so much i know because there is so much influence there are so many which i think are great i know michael's like oh god here's another lesbian couple kissing or another you know like when the gay people the the, (laughs) the gay people jesus the the gay um storylines on all the tv shows oh it's just every show has to have it now yeah but i don't think that's a bad thing yeah but every show had cis heterosexual couples all the time yeah i mean right you know, that no, that right. was here's the thing. The norm is changing. And I, I said this with um, Victoria's True. Secrets. If you're not going to get on the board, if you're not going to get on the bandwagon of that, the norm is changing, then you're going to go under. And what happens? For sure. We see Victoria's Secrets losing sales left and right. And that's just how it is. Every brand it needs to wake up. And, you know, and this goes with you. I you have to understand that the norm is changing. We it's not 1950. But here's the question, though. Is there is that too much influence to confuse the kids? 
to be like, what am I? Who am I? Who am I supposed to be? Is that is there too much stuff like? Oh, I think we all ask that question at some point in our life. You know, life Mm -hmm. is confusing. Period. I mean, look who our president is. No offense to anyone who said that, but (laughs) I mean, like, what are kids thinking now? Like, wow, this is running our country. Like that's confusing. So. At the end of the day, we're all going to question things, but I think it's holding space and allowing them to be Mm -hmm. open and open-minded and not having to, like, fit in a box. It's like the last thing you want is your kid to be like, I'm questioning this and questioning that. Oh, but we only have one box for you, sweetie, so here you go. Like, that's not how you want to do it. You know, give them multiple boxes to check if they are questioning things. They say that transgender identity is on the rise among teenagers, and then some people say, oh, because it's trendy, or oh, they just want to be popular, or whatever. But I think it's really, it's just, they see, they're, now they're seeing role models that they never saw before, and now they're able There's to an say, answer. wow, I'm that. I, that's, that's the real me, and I can express myself that way, where they never could have done that before. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even my, my boyfriend, he, he calls himself a baby trans, because he is 34, but he only transitioned two years ago. I transitioned 13 oh. years ago. But wow. he didn't have which was many, a, yeah he yeah. didn't have as many people to be like wow I can relate to that you know mm. even in, even in my small town in Indiana I had no person of color around me and I only had Oprah Winfrey to look at on on the TV and be like wow I'm so attracted to this person of color because there was only right. white people around me and now like most of my boyfriends are of color <laughs> it's like I love the brown boys yeah there you go. <laughs> I have a question, Billy, when transitioning, um, you know, there's a scenario I brought up on our podcast an episode or two ago about someone that was helping me at, I was at Home Depot getting something at Home Depot and uh, the person's name was Sarah and it was very apparent that they were transitioning or, you know, was a, was a male or is a male and transitioning into a female. You know, I, I, I just caught myself because I wanted to be respectful of that person and so I, I've just been wrapping my brain and I would love to hear your input on this, on what, uh, as a transgender yourself and who's someone who transitioned, what is respectful for you, for you or someone like you in, you know, when, so yeah, I don't know, just what, what is respectful? Like, do you say, cause Michael is a very yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So that's yes. kind of his, uh, his, um, what are those called? <laughs> Like you're, <laughs> well, like you're pronouns, saying he or she you know, like, pronouns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I mean, even whenever. <laughs> to be honest, whenever I'm on the phone with like, um, you know, time Warner cable or T-Mobile or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> sir, I'm like, excuse me, it's 2019. Do we have to use a pronoun right now? Like, oh. I'm sorry. like I, so you're it, saying take the pronouns out. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, sometimes that does annoy me, but here's the mm-hmm. thing. Like if you noticeably see that they're identifying as female, then you are more than welcome to, to say that like man but what if it's just a gay man who's more flamboyant well if he's and it's not transitioning a man and he's identifying as a man but he's gay but he has like lipstick on and yeah i mean you could be open you can uh, honestly your safest bet is saying they or them like you can Mm -hmm. consider them non-binary and um let's say okay wait wait they're not male or if they're not female then they might be in the middle they might be non-binary so i'm going to just consider them they or them Mm-hmm. And that's a hard one for me, too. I mean, I have friends in the community who are non-binary and, you know, saying they and them versus she or her or him, like it's it is a little bit more challenging. But at the end of the day, like um, if you really want to be respectful and you want to make people feel safe and, and feel good, then you want to try to go that extra mile. And just I always my safe bet if I don't know and I'm questioning it is they and them. Right. For sure. And, if it, and, and then just drop the mammer, sir. It would it be rude of me, like say I go to that situation and I ask 
the person on, you know, her name was Sarah or his name was Sarah, whatever that, wherever they were in their transition. If I said, Hey, Sarah, you know, uh, what would you like me to call you? Is that crossing the line? Like in a public scenario, or should I just say, thank you, Sarah? Like just use the, their name instead of, cause yeah. they had a name tag on it said Sarah. So I don't want to make it more complicated than I have to. Yeah. Again, I like Jana said, like I'm from the South. I say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. It's just a term of respect. Yeah. Whether you're five or 50, like I just, I use that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I just got to change my way. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you say you're from the South? Virginia. You're from Virginia. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> is, the is South. It really? South is it categorized Mason, as Virginia? South of the Mason Dixon line is the South. Oh, wow. <laughs> all um, right, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, Sarah, I, I, I would immediately just think female. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a very good guy friend that's name is Stacy. If you ever question it, say what is say uh, I would love to know your per- preferred pronoun. And okay. oh, okay. you know, pronoun. here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. If anyone trans ever, if you're really coming from a place of love and you just yeah. of understanding, you really want to respect the person, and the person is rude to you, it's because they're coming from an insecure place. Like mm-hmm. you have to understand what it's like to be trans in America. Like our community is suffering in so many ways. We're told no in so many ways. We can't get jobs. And so when we do get a job, we deal with a lot of discrimination. So you could be walking up and just trying to be respectful and nice. But immediately I've had people, you know, especially early on with my first when I first transitioned, I would immediately be annoyed and like upset or ashamed and embarrassed in some type of way. And I would project that onto you. And here you are just trying to be nice and respectful. So Mm -hmm. when I say holding space, I mean, like just knowing that this person, you know, they're a part of a community that is really suffering right now. And Absolutely. Um, don't take a personal when someone's upset with you. And I always try to tell my trans people, especially when I'm doing speaking engagements and stuff, allow ignorance, especially if it's not coming in a, in a hateful way and it's not coming in a transphobic way. Allow ignorance. Hold space for that ignorance so we can educate cis people. So then mm-hmm. you can feel good about communicating with them. And, you know, even when I say higher, our unemployment rate is three times higher than the general population. Trans people need jobs. I tell people who can hire out there, like, please hire a trans person. And if you're feeling a little uncomfortable and you don't know the pronouns, ask. You have that period in life, even dating right now. Me, I, I, there's times where I feel uncomfortable with my boyfriend. Things are new. But you have to, like, navigate that. And then things become smoother. And you're changing people's lives. And you're helping an entire community just by employing them. And also, re, you know, trying to have their pronouns correct. I love that. That's all. Like, yes. I'm like, amen. <laughs> I don't do the amen. Um, can you talk about your anti-bullying campaign too? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I, I, coming from a really small town in Indiana, I was bullied a lot. I was bullied so bad that I missed, missed uh, two or three years of, of oh, grade wow. school. So I'm a really bad speller. Um, but <laughs> I, okay. I, uh, when I decided to team up with Regenix, like, first of all, I was researching and found, I was looking for, to some kind of hair product that would like help my damaged hair. And my mom has thinning hair and I was starting to have thinning hair because I was bleaching it all the time. And I came across Regenix and I just fell in love with the company. And then we just decided to team up. And I said, look, if I'm going to do this beauty campaign, I really want to tie in something that's going to be good for my community. And they're like, we're down. And I talked about my being bullied and they said, let's do an anti-bullying campaign. It just like was this beautiful moment that we had. And, now we have this amazing campaign and a percentage goes to Equality California. I'm on the board of Equality California. So and Equality California works actually for the entire United States. They're constantly trying to help protect our rights. 
They're also in the school systems and making sure that teachers and principals are using the correct pronouns and that kids have a safe place to go to the restroom. Because when I was little, I would I was terrified of the restroom. Um, and then I was also forced to go with, you know, be in the boys' soccer team. I was forced to go to the boys' locker room. And those boys were the ones that were bullying me so bad. And mm. I couldn't go to the girls' pizza night or do the girls' soccer team. It was really, you know, challenging for me. So I just love that Regenics is like, you know what? We are willing to have a trans person be the face of our beauty campaign. And also, we will give a percentage back to your community. How big is the community? Well, I mean... <laughs> Let me pull out my numbers really fast. <laughs> I mean, well, don't they say it's like, uh, uh, is it 10% of the population? Or am I wrong on that? No, it's growing fast. I mean, you know, the thing is, like like he was just saying, people are seeing that it's okay to come out. It's okay to be open. Mm-hmm. And I think at the same time as, like, the government's trying to take our rights away, we have Hollywood stepping up. And like you say, you see it on TV all the time now. Hollywood is playing a huge role. They're like showing what's really happening i mean pose last night i don't know if you guys watch pose but the show is epic and last night um one of my good friends her character i don't want to be do a spoiler alert but yeah you have to watch it it was really intense but it's the truth what's going on with trans people i mean especially black trans women they're being murdered left and right but what is your biggest fear for your community um to be honest my my um my best friends, like my closest friends, uh, are trans women of color um, mm-hmm. and black trans women. And I'm so fearful that something could happen to them because we lose um, black trans women almost every day. Like there's constantly mm-hmm. something happening. They're either they're being beaten up or they're being murdered. And that's probably my biggest fear because the love of my lives are trans people of color. So mm-hmm. I'm always speaking up for them. Um you know, I see the white privilege. I see it because I grew up in an all-white town, and I've seen what my privilege, just transitioning. When I Before I transitioned, I couldn't get a job. I had to do sex work. And then I had all these surgeries, and because I'm white, the red carpet rolled out for me, and I had all these opportunities, and I witnessed that. And I think, wow, if, if I have all these opportunities, I need to make sure that every person in my community has the same, no matter what color they are. So uh, I definitely... Absolutely. Uh, yeah do you live do you live with any fears nowadays i mean you're out you're open you're you're proud of who you are and what you're doing but do you still have any fears personally um you know i i my biggest fear is is uh disappointing my community because i do come with privilege because Mm -hmm. i do um blend in with society and i don't like to use the word passing but um you know but you're using your voice though you know yeah, no, I, I really do. I try. And, you know, every t- everything that I attach myself to, even with Regenix, like, I, I want to use the power of, even if it's a beauty campaign, to make sure that we're speaking for my community and that we're raising money for my community. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as an activist, I'm, I'm always, like, afraid that I'm disappointing in some way and I'm not doing enough because... Mm-hmm. There is so much suffering, and that's the thing. Is like I'm working on a new TV show right now. What is it? Can you can you say it or? I can't say, but um, it's okay. really exciting. Um, but well, my can we re- have you back on when it launches? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but my new, but my research for this new show is hate crimes and mm. the, the things that we deal with with uh, in the trans community. So my producing partners are always emailing me like, "Oh, this is happening. This is happening." So it's almost like my job is to see all the negative. And mm-hmm. that sometimes can be really, really daunting. And 
I can find myself like in a black hole of like, oh my God, there's no end to this. Like, just forget mm-hmm. it, you know? But yeah. um, with, it's things like Regenix and like these campaigns that I'm tied to that really give me hope and that are like, oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I'm the face of this beauty campaign and they want to give back. And not to mention, like, their product is actually really, really good. And it's, like, saved my hair. So <laughs> it's just, like, those kind of things, like, give me hope. And and um, and I would What if Victoria's really- Secret calls you up and says, hey, let's do it? Um, would you do it? I would say, how many um, black trans women did you call, mm. to be honest? Like, mm. even, you know, any... I, I had a meeting with We Entertainment um recently and just a general meeting but my first question was what if your majority of your audience is is the black women do you have a black trans woman representing your network and they said we're working on it i said okay all right great and you're like and then i won't <laughs> do anything until it's a hundred percent yeah i mean at the end of the day look if they're if that's their audience i know some black trans women that would be amazing on we network and that would represent and you would you know, my girlfriend, Amazon Ashley, she's amazing. Like, I can't stop watching her. And I was like, you need to have her on your network. But I'm always I'm always speaking up for the people that don't have a voice. Well, Billy, we cannot thank you enough for coming on um, and shedding light on this and um, talking about your journey and being open. So thank you so much for coming on to do that. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Billy, so much. Everything you're doing is amazing. You're beautiful. Your work is beautiful. And we really appreciate your time. Yeah. Hey, thank you for allowing a trans person to come on and share their voice. And I, I love and appreciate you both for that. Of course. You're Wh- welcome. Where anytime. can our listeners find you? Um, yeah, you can go. Well, my hair campaign is regenicshair.com. And you can find me at It's Me Billy Lee for all social media. And it's me Billy Lee.com for my website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Billy. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Bye. Namaste. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louboutin, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous... Brand-specific authentication process overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists. Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes yeah i saw some emails for over my birthday for my birthday presents jana was going on there for uh, yeah i'm all about the deal so whether you shop in store online or the app get 20 percent off select items with promo code real that's the real promo code real for 20 percent off select items we all love a good subscription box right well from food boxes to wellness boxes they're all the rage well our kids are the future and it's our job to prepare them for that empower them to be creative confident and fearless in all their endeavors with kiwico's innovative projects kiwico creates a super cool hands-on project for kids to make learning about steam fun science technology engineering art and math 
Designed by experts and tested by kids, there's no need to research or worry about gathering all of your supplies. There's a new box each month. Each month, the kid um, in your life receives a new, fun, and engaging project with all the supplies they need to challenge themselves creatively. Uh, my favorite's actually the Koala Crate. It's ages three to four, so it's perfect for Jolie. It delivers fun, hands-on activities to engage the natural curiosity and creativity of preschoolers in play-based learning. Um, it's very convenient. It's affordable. It's just really great because it's something to do that's really fun and gets my baby not watching TV or on her iPad. It's a fun way for her to be creative. So for our listeners, go to kiwico.com slash Jana to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com slash Jana and get your first month free. That's kiwico.com slash Jana. iHeartRadio celebrates the biggest weekend in music at our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Two nights, one stage with performances you've never seen before and won't ever see again. Alicia Keys, Cage's Elephant, Camila Cabello, Chance the Rapper, Def Leppard, French my Montana. Man, Hootie. Hootie. Oh, what up? Halsey, my favorite heart. Her marshmallow. Still don't understand the marshmallow on the head, but it's fine. He's Miley fantastic. Cyrus, Mumford and Sons. Um, Tim McGraw, Zach Romban, so many more. September 20th and 21st at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Two nights, one stage. Tickets start at just $75 and they're selling fast. So get yours now at AXS.com and get all the info at iHeartRadio.com. Billy. Thoughts, comments? I thought she was great. Billy was, was fantastic. I think everything she's doing is phenomenal. And you know, more of these conversations need to be had. And, you know, I appreciate what she said about just the norm needs to change. You and know? is that even for the, your TV shows? Because the amount of times you watch a Shonda Rhimes show and you're like, of course they're making out. It just, from my experience, it just seems like they're overdoing. I don't care if every show has that, but it just seems to me, from my like observation, that when it comes to the homosexual scenes it's more intense and in uh sexual and everything and then the heterosexual i don't think there are as many hmm. maybe that's just my perspective or maybe the others stand out to me but um i don't have an issue with it again i just think it's it just goes hand in hand with the whole educating young children and what's the norm and i just don't want to oversteer things where then it confuses them that's the only thing that gets that I'm not worried about, but I just, I want, I don't want to steer one way or the other, but I also don't want them to be like, I don't know what I'm like. Right. I don't, I don't want, want them, them to, to have like an identity confused. crisis if they don't have to. At, at six. Right. At a young age. Um, Mark, do you have any thoughts around that since you've got kids too? Yeah. I've, I have tried to be sensitive to that. And I have a sister uh, who's married to a woman. And so they're very sensitive to that with, with their kids. But it's, it's been funny how, um, they kept everything neutral from the beginning, but now my niece Audrey is way into princesses, way into Barbies, and mm -hmm. that was her choice. You know, they kept it neutral until she could make her own decisions, and now she has, and that's the direction she's gone in. So, yeah, I've tried to keep it really open, and I, I really, I'd like to think I'd be okay with whatever they chose, um, mm -hmm. but they're both, they're both just the girliest girls you can imagine. Right. It's just, it's just hard. It's just another thing that I think... It's, it's just, it's so hard. I, I don't want to make parenting more complicated than it already is. Yeah. You know, it's our choice that, and everyone is different and entitled to how they want to raise their kids. They're entitled to their opinions. It's our choice that we're, we are raising Jolie 
as a girl by society's girls girls standards i guess and jace as a boy now again if jolie was at the at target or a toy store and picked out something from a non-girl aisle we wouldn't really have we wouldn't have a problem buying it for her if she wanted it yeah and i i mean and she is more like i said earlier tom but like she'd rather when when there's boys and girls over she plays more with the boys and oh, yeah. likes the swords and oh yeah but that's her thing and i'm like all right she's just more of a like tomboy and likes the boys let them do whatever they want it doesn't mean anything we try to put all these meanings into everything and oh my gosh what if she's gay what if she transgender no she just likes playing Mm -hmm. with these guys like it's right she likes playing swords they're gonna (laughs) do whatever they are right Right. exactly i remember when my sister was pregnant i said to her do you know this the gender yet and she said um Sex is the physical characteristics. Gender is what they identify as. So no, we do not know the sex yet. And I'm like, look, I was just trying to avoid the word sex. Oh, my, young, my young daughters. Oh my I was just trying to take the word sex out of it. But that's See, that's where I feel like it goes a little. <laughs> right like, now, right, they're a baby. They're <laughs> <laughs> like the baby technically is a male. The baby technically is a female. Like I talked about and got... <laughs> Ripped on a little bit. Oh yeah, you my... got slaughterized for that one. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> We're all learning though. It's all it's all a process. And well, and that's what kind of like Billy said too. Like t- you know, for the community, it's like, hey, we we are ignorant. We don't know. We're trying to learn. We're all just yeah. trying to catch up and try to understand something that we don't understand. But it's it... like you talking to me about the Home Depot stuff. I'm like, that is like, have some like patience with my ignorance. I have no idea what that freaking tool is. You know. <laughs> I don't it, know what that is. It just it just comes back to the whole thing of a, a biological male or female. When they are born, they are one or the other. We don't know. They don't know. So it's unfair for us to say, "Hey, we don't know what you are, even though you're born this." You got to figure it out. You're on your own. As soon as they come out of the womb, <laughs> you're on your own, kid. Figure out what you are. I don't know. I don't know. So, anyways, yeah, I'll get some more for that. Uh, hey, Mark, uh, Mark, do we have any emails? We have some really good ones, actually. We do have some uh, good Robin. ones. Robin, yeah. My husband and I have been together for nine years. We have two kids. I've been feeling weird about our relationship, but my husband continues to tell me we're good. The other night I had another episode of Is My Husband Cheating? I'm, because I swear I saw a picture on his phone of a girl in lingerie and a text. Oh. I didn't ask him about it. Oh. Just about who he was texting. He said, no, it was a group chat with my baseball buddies. Do I go through his phone when I get the opportunity? Have you all ever snooped? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If you have any concerns, well, here's the thing. I wouldn't say, I would say, hey, can I please look at your phone? I'm right now. <laughs> yes. That was, that was what I would do. I would say, may I look at your phone right now? I'm having some insecurities and I just want to feel safe. And that husband, if the husband says, absolutely, babe, here's my phone, then he's not doing anything wrong. But if the husband's like, no, why? why? Let me see your phone. Yeah. He's not cheating on you. Because <laughs> that's, that's what you're I know doing. nothing what that is like. <laughs> I've never said that to you. <laughs> oh, let me see your phone. I'm the, I, I was the worst. So, 100%. But I don't think you should snoop. I think no. you should just say, let me see your phone right now. Or may I please see your phone because I'm having anxiety and I need to feel safe about something that I saw. Or, or here's another thing. Can you show me this text thread? To like ask for permission mm-hmm. to show, like he can hold the phone, but let me see it. Like, let's can yeah, we sit through it together? Yeah, don't snoop go, because then that just creates more because, anxiety for you. And I yeah. snoop, it just gives you so much more and, anxiety. And the, the, the worst case scenario there is if you snoop, Robin, and then your fears aren't validated, so there isn't anything wrong or inappropriate, or he's not cheating or anything, and then 
he he finds out you snooped or you tell him you snooped, then it's he's losing trust in you. Mm. Then it's like any kind of lack of trust you had in him, he now loses in you because like what like why didn't you just come to me? What the hell? Yeah, it's a good Mark. Yeah, I think that it, when you start snooping in their stuff, I think there's major problems in the relationship. And I think really at this point, she would have been justified to say, I feel like I saw a girl in laundry on there. Can I see that, please? Like, that makes sense because cause my first thought was, mm, it's his phone, it's your phone, you should keep your phone, and that should just be your thing. But really, if I'm innocent, mm-hmm. if my wife were to say to me, I need to see, like, I feel like I just saw something weird on your phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, here, take it, please. You know, I would yeah. never want her to feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's not his reaction, then I think that's a red flag. For sure. For sure. I mean, Janet Ooh, I want to know your reaction, Rob, or I want to know how he reacted. So please let us know. Please email. I us mean, again. Janet can even attest to that now where she's like, hey, I needed your phone. Like you just asked the other day. I didn't even ask why mm-hmm. you need it for. I don't even know what. Oh, I needed to set up the Roomba. On it. Right. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, so it's in the kitchen or something. And I will say it, what a relieving feeling that is not only for Janet, but for me, like living like not having that fear anymore. Yeah, I, oh. yeah, I, yeah. And the the thing in my relationship, my marriage is that my wife doesn't know any passwords for anything, including her own. Sounds so, like so, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> What's my Amazon password, Amy? Come on, really? Uh huh. <laughs> Michael gets so time. mad at me about that. He's like, "Would you just write it down?" And I was like, "No, because it's either like Pugglesville something or this or the other." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some personal questions for Mike. Kylie wants oh. to know why you don't have social media. Is it because of all the temptation and easy access? Is it because it's a trigger for Jenna? Or do you just not care for it? Good questions, Kylie. Great questions. Um, it's a little of all of the above, but mostly for me, like, I don't necessarily like it. Even when I had it, I wasn't, I only had to, I've never had Instagram. I've never activated an Instagram account or anything. Oh, really? Never. I told you that recently. You're oh, like, yeah. you never even had it. I, was I like, guess because no. it's still just like mind blowing. Because everybody has it. Uh, <laughs> it's the thing to do. No, it's because when, like, you know, even when we started dating, I only Twitter, had Twitter right. and Twitter was a thing. And so when I was playing football, it was just Twitter. So I don't know. And then Facebook is just, you know, over and done with with our generation pretty much. But no, it started off as a boundary for Jana um and myself just to yeah because i would you know even before jana interact with people via social media or connect with people via social media so it's just a boundary that we took out but i've never i haven't had one bit of uh interest in having it again i don't need to i mean jana's jana's social media is our Basically life. our page. It's, yeah. it's our life. It's everything. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be taking a selfie video. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Mike. <laughs> this is what I'm doing today. Like everyone that knows me knows, would understand that that is not authentic. <laughs> it's your boy, Mike. <laughs> so. Um, you wouldn't. You wouldn't post anything. I wouldn't post. Yeah, I wouldn't post anything. It'd be oversaturation because Jana, nobody's safe around Jana because everything is posted so yeah it's it's a little bit of everything it started out as a boundary but really now it's just i don't care <laughs> i don't need it i agree i mean i have all that stuff and i feel so stupid every time i post anything right I just feel That's dumb. I feel. like what people don't care why do they care i just retweet um jace jc says yeah. i noticed mike has a, uh, an increasing amount of tattoos on his arm and i assume he might be working on a full sleeve 
My husband came home a month ago and told me he's getting a sleeve. I don't mind a couple tattoos, but I'm not attracted to full body tattoos. I'm trying to be a supportive wife, but I'm having a hard time accepting this decision about tattooing his whole arm. How should I handle this? You know, we had a tough time with that because I loved, I love Mike's arms. I love the clean, I, I just says he has very sexy arms in my opinion. And I, I sometimes, you know, we, we, we went back and forth on that. I was like, I, I kind of want to, I'll miss that. I don't know, but I, I but it's, it was his decision at the end of the day. And I said, whatever makes you happy, whatever you want to do. And, you know, he is transitioning his sleeve. He's making, <laughs> he's, he's doing a full sleeve. Yes. Um, it's a work in progress. That's taking some time, but no, Jana was, was supportive. She expressed, uh, you know, some, some sense of loss a little bit. You're like, I'm going to miss your arm. <laughs> My arm's not, I'm not cutting it off. <laughs> Still gonna be there, but it, what the meanings? Why he was doing it? I loved it because it, it's all about his growth and his journey and his sobriety. And I, I was so on board for that because if that's just a constant daily reminder. But I, what I did say to him though, as I said, you know, if stuff happens, I'm gonna want to cut that arm off because I'd be like, and that's a lie too. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, but no, Jan has been really supportive. But we we can understand and empathize, uh, JC with how you might be feeling about it because it is a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and if you don't have any tattoos yourself, I can see how it'd be even more difficult to understand. Jana has a bunch of tattoos as well, uh, more strategically placed. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say like super strategic cause I had one above my hoochie hooch. <laughs> it, down. It, it got, I got removed that Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. Susan. Um, it got removed. So, <laughs> Sometimes you just make real bad choices doing tattoos, but Mike's tattoos are lovely yes. and great meaning. And so on that note, now that y'all know that I have a tattoo removed from my hooch hooch, we're going to call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Can I say good... one more thing about the transgender thing that I've been thinking about? Oh, yeah, please, please, Mark. Just, it's been bothering. It's just something that bothered me a little bit over the years. Uh, people say that um, you, know, you shouldn't expose your children to things like transgender, to mm-hmm. things like homosexuality. Because it'll just confuse them, and it's just not a good idea. And mm-hmm. my kids have grown up with an aunt who's gay, and so I just want to say it's really easy for them to understand that love mm-hmm. is love, and people are going to love whoever they happen to fall in love with. And it's really easy for them to understand that, no, that person identifies as a male. It actually is really easy. What's really difficult for them to understand is why anyone would hate someone for being that way. And yep. why we make That's it so difficult. really hard for them to grasp. Mm. So just keep that in mind. When you're like wondering that. if you should expose your kids to that. Love lifestyle. it. Well said, Mark. And I think, too, we make it more complicated than it needs to be. We don't For give sure. kids enough benefit. Bene- enough benefit yeah. of the doubt. Kids are freaking smart. Yeah. They're so much smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, on that note, um, parent confession of the day. I have to say this because I was Jace. I didn't even tell you this, Michael. I felt oh, so bad. What'd you do? I didn't mean to. He was crying, and so I was rushing to put him in, in his uh, seat feeding. And I was just like, oh, buddy, buddy, like, I'm coming. I'm, you know, I got, I got your food or whatever. So I go grab the food, and he's in my arm. And I put him down in his, his uh, high chair this morning. And I go to put the, the high chair top on. I whacked him right in the face <laughs> so 
hard. And I was like, oh my God. He just, he just, these crocodile tears start coming out. And I just, I'm like, oh, I felt awful. I mean, I whacked the baby. I felt so bad. This poor little face was like, mom. How dare you? Anything? You got anything for me? We'll talk off air. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. I felt awful though. Daddy would never. I, I felt terrible. I, I, I grabbed him and I squeezed him so tight. It was just one of those moments where I was just like, oh, my God, Jana did not mean to do that. Just <laughs> wank right in the face. Oops. I know. You got anything for me this week? No. Well, you're just perfect, honey. Yes. So on that note. <laughs> on that note. Wind down next week. Later. Great job, guys. Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees Renewal Skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more, all formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to burtsbees.com slash renewal and take time for renewal today. I'm Richard Blaze, and I'm a chef and restaurateur who has judged or competed on nearly every cooking show. And now I've found a way to judge on a podcast. On my new podcast, Food Court with Richard Blaze, amazing guests bring their food arguments to my court, and I settle them once and for all. You think ranch is better than blue cheese? Prove it. You hate pineapple on pizza? Convince me. The first season of Food Court with Richard Blaze is up, and you can subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Food Court with Richard Blaze.